Hi, my name is Apurva and welcome to my podcast Mommy Hughes. In this podcast, I bring to you a lot of tips and tricks, hacks, experiences, raw and real stories and expert talks on various subjects to help make your parenting journey fun and fulfilling. In this episode, I introduce Kushi Pathak. Kushi is the founder of The Mindful Abundance, an engineer-turned-mindset and life design coach, a millennial mom, and a conscious minimalist. The Mindful Abundance is a personal development and transformation platform all set to help people take charge of their personal and professional life to design a mindful, abundant life they desire. Kushi has already trained and coached over 2,000 plus students all over the world and helped them unleash their true potential in life through various programs, workshops, masterclasses, courses, and private coaching. In this episode, we talk about subconscious programming, formation of belief systems in children, and introducing them to better beliefs. We also talk about what not to talk in front of children and so much more. Kushi, welcome to Mommy Hughes Podcast. I'm so grateful to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, Apurva. I'm equally excited and happy to be part of this amazing podcast. Thank you. You are my first guest and I'm so excited for this episode. Awesome. Thank you. Same here. So Kushi, jumping on to today's topic, today we are going to talk about how to help your child consciously create the life they desire. So as children, we all grow up with certain beliefs. Based on our individual experiences and journey of life, we consciously discard a few beliefs that we have been holding on to, while some other beliefs tend to stick to us and it almost feels like it's ingrained in us. I feel that most of the beliefs have been majorly as a result of the environment that we grew up in and the things that we were taught by our parents right from childhood. But now as parents, it is our responsibility to help imbibe good and positive belief systems in our kids. So uh, Kushi, can you throw some light on how the belief systems are formed in kids? Like what exactly happens? That's a very good question. So uh, to begin with, when we are born, right, when we come onto this planet, we are all born very, very abundant. We don't believe in limitations. We don't believe in anything that can hold us back. We believe that we are the ultimate you know, life creators, we have all the power in this entire world. Now, what happens? Suddenly, when you start growing up, you are not the same child and your belief systems are not the same. And like you said, that when you're growing up, environment has a lot of role to play in it, right? Now, uh, in the field of subconscious reprogramming and the neuroscience, it's very well proven that when we are growing up, our mind it takes everything that is happening around us and it forms rock solid belief systems. Now to throw some light on the fact that how these belief systems are formed. So when you are born, when a child is born, they don't have so-called the conscious mind, the analytical mind. They don't have, they can't do two into four and five plus six. They All they have is the subconscious mind. And now it, when they're growing up and they're small babies, even from that point onwards, the belief systems start forming in the subconscious mind. How does this happen? So basically, suppose uh, when you're growing up or when your child is growing up, depending on what conversations are happening in the household, what activities and what words the child is listening to, they start forming beliefs around that. Okay. Let me give you a simple example. Say, uh, for example, if you know your child comes to play with you, 
and um, you are of course busy which we all are in today's world <laughs> and so we might be like hey you know what beta let's play a little bit later or maybe you know come back later and i'm i'm busy i have work to do why are you not understanding you know let hmm. me do this and then i'll play with you or just go and play with someone else i'm busy right now it's a very common thing to say yeah. and we don't think that what we are saying right yeah. but now for the 2 year 3 year old child what happens is that child starts believing that for our mom or our dad or our parents the laptop the work the office is more important than us so here comes the first belief that okay we are not very important to our parents or we don't deserve attention we don't deserve love so this is like one example there are so many examples that happen in our day to day life right i'm sure because this is not something that we would have thought about we would like yeah. just be telling them that you know i have work i'll get back to you but exactly very casually we say these yeah. things very casually so this is a small thing which i'm telling which may not immediately form a very hard core belief but mm-hmm. there are things which which happen which form a very hard core belief the way you're treating your child the things you're saying to your child right especially when the child is growing from the age of 2 to around 12 to 13 age, years of age mm-hmm. all their subconscious patterns they are formed all their programming is formed and all their belief systems are formed now uh, to give you an example when you when a child is growing up or when you know just think your of your own childhood when you were growing up you would have been probably introduced to the fact that hey don't desire so much money doesn't grow on trees money is hard to earn yeah <laughs> you can't get everything and then you have this this belief that money doesn't grow on trees and money is very hard to you know earn that's something so, that all of us hear all the time i guess yeah <laughs> yes it's like a mass conditioning on throughout the world and uh, that is not at all true money is the easiest thing to earn if only you know the right belief systems and you choose to shed the conditioning right this is one example another example is if your child uh, sees you you know say fighting a lot in in households very normal for you know uh, arguments to happen and fights to happen but it depends how the parents take these environment and project it in front of their child so mm-hmm. if if your child is subject to a lot of fights a lot of fights between grandparents parents or say uh, other people in the house in india it's very common to have joint families so now what happens is child starts believing okay this is how a relationship is it's okay to physically mentally emotionally abuse someone and it's okay for me to be abused in future in the you know when when i grow up so this will not be seen immediately but when they come into their 20s 30s when they uh, when they go on their first date when they have their first relationship you will see that the child will uh, con- you know automatically start a uh, sabotaging their relationship why because even if they have the most perfect relationship they will start sabotaging based on the belief that okay this is how the relationship should be and you know it's normal to behave this way or i'm not loved enough i'm not good enough this also comes from childhood conditioning you know if, mm. if make a child ign- you know if you ignore a child a lot and then mm. this happens i'm not worthy of love so all of these conditioning they play part in the uh, in the future and the child like we are so clueless how we are same would be the case with our children if we don't you know um, basically if we tr- if we try to uh, instill the same beliefs over and over again it's it's happened with us it's happened with our uh, parents and parents ke parents it's like a generational thing right and this is so, like so self sabotaging kind right we yeah. don't even know that we're doing this to our kids like i think we have to be like very very mindful of what we talk in front of them 
even when we say something casually we just have to you know keep in mind if that is going to impact them in another way yeah but at the same time don't start blaming yourself and don't blame <laughs> your parents as well this is one thing i tell my clients whenever we are discussing right whenever especially in a private coaching call so a lot of trauma and stuff comes up and all of us have it whether we believe it or not or whether we want to see it or not because it's difficult to to understand how our trauma arises right so mm-hmm. or how our conditioning arises but it all starts from pretty much in the childhood and so one thing i always say is don't ever blame your parents and don't ever blame yourself when you are a mom or a dad right mm-hmm. why because they didn't know better they didn't know what subconscious programming was they didn't know what personal growth was they didn't know any of these things they didn't know the universal laws of you know a law of attraction law of duality all of these things they didn't know same goes for us of course we know better mm-hmm. but then don't blame or <laughs> blame yourself yeah, because, because if you blame yourself it is like it will be the complete opposite of what you should be doing so it's yeah. okay this small and steady steps are all that's needed and that is how basically the subconscious programming <laughs> works and happens but yeah instead of fearing it uh, what i would suggest it at least embrace it like be aware consciously aware of it and it's okay to still sometimes you know <laughs> maybe <clears throat> uh, be uh, you know strict with your child and of course discipline them and all of those things are good but just uh, being aware of the words we are using yeah yeah say for example if a child doesn't do very well in exams and you say that padhoge likhoge nahi to fail ho jaoge very common phrase right if you don't study uh-huh. you fail Yeah. and uh, if you don't uh, say for example uh, the constant comparison sharma ji ke bete ka kitne marks aaye you know <laughs> yeah. comparison with someone else's kid all of these things are the things which we can easily avoid and mm. it doesn't do any good to a child so and this we have all experienced like in some uh-huh. way or the other so i think we should consciously not do it with our children exactly and uh, just knowing that we have experienced and we should not do it but and knowing the whole idea behind why it's important to not do it makes a lot of difference yeah. if i tell a parent that hey you know what don't talk to your child like this they'll be like ha okay theek hai she's saying something but if mm-hmm. i tell them the whole psychology or what uh, impact it can have then probably they'll take it more seriously that okay mm-hmm. this is how it can sabotage them in the future mm-hmm. because what happens is the belief you have right the subconscious beliefs suppose you name them as x then these x type of beliefs will give you x type of thoughts in your conscious mind hmm. because uh, your conscious mind derives and does things based on your subconscious beliefs right so if you have x type of subconscious thoughts then you will take x type of actions through your conscious mind and it will give you x type of results which will not be very good because your subconscious hmm. thoughts and beliefs are quite messed up right yeah so that's how it is this is deep this is very deep right So uh now that we know that our words have such a you know profound impact on children we know that we should use our words like very carefully while talking to them but can you you know state a few things that you should not talk to children something that you should really avoid when children are growing up so i am also a mom and i'm still like you know learning relearning unlearning my own patterns every day but one certain things which i have made sure and i i always am mindful of when i'm talking to my uh baby is that you know he's very young as of now but still, even in the future what i plan to not do is something i'll tell you so first i never you know 
uh, even in suppose now online classes are happening right you can mm. get into this constant comparison mode and how the kid is doing and you know they are sitting he is not sitting and all of those things now also for online classes i see a lot of moms what they uh, it's it's a natural mom tendency that you know you end up doing all the work for your child or you end up forcing them a bit too much that why are you not listening to ma'am and you know uh, sit in front of the laptop all of these things so these are the things which i don't really uh, do and i don't force because when you force it creates a negative impact into the child's mind right so always always understand that don't force them excessively for something uh, and uh, be mindful of what words you are using when you're talking so for example things like money doesn't grow on trees hmm. there's a better way of saying it okay fine you want this toy which is 5000 rupees worth it's perfectly fine let them know that they're abundant in every way let them know that it's a possibility to have it and if you if you uh, want to give that to a child you could say that okay fine you know what we'll do 10 good things until your birthday if say birthday is 5 months 6 months apart and then once we do all of these good things we'll go and we'll buy that toy so instead of saying that you know that hey you know what it's very expensive words like these mm. they create a very uh, again now there's whole money psychology and you know the whole laws around money why people struggle so much with money because the seeds are sown when we are child mm. right mm-hmm. so especially around money be very careful of what you're talking money is not difficult to earn money is not something to be feared of money is not something where you know that rich people are bad and stuff like that so these things again in the childhood it happens in the childhood if the neighbor has bought something you will be like oh they are to like you know always showing off or they must be doing something weird so that they have so much of money so when you're saying these things in front of of your child the child starts believing that and the child be like okay it's not good to have a lot of money it's not good to earn and have a good lifestyle mm. so many of my friends they believe that you know my dad is a government employee and so we are not supposed to have a lot of money and we are very honest people honesty has got nothing to do with money i mean come on <laughs> so this belief was instilled in her when she was a kid mm. so now again when you're talking around money this is one thing uh, especially when you're having any arguments right mm. <laughs> or and it's normal right we humans we can't be like all uh, poison can't be all, the time, all yeah. the time we do fight with our partners and we do have those stupid quarrels and it's completely all right probably it's fun of being married <laughs> so so how i like to you know uh, especially of course i also have arguments <laughs> so mm. when i when we have arguments or something the moment if at all if it's in front of my baby if it's if he's watching by chance Uh, usually we don't but if it if he's watching by chance and it's like a small little argument we end up like you know uh, making up very quickly and we we show him that you know a fight then turns into like a very beautiful conversation where we are still like talking but the gestures are completely different so he comes and hugs us and he's like he be completely all right within just minutes mm-hmm. so when you are even fighting <laughs> you make sure to do it away from the child or have these conversations or you know arguments away from the child and if these conversations if if it's unavoidable and if the child is there make sure your gestures your actions your words are softer and you know so that because a young child at least won't understand what you're speaking like fluently in english or hindi but if you have mm-hmm. a older child definitely uh avoid having any kind of conversations which are hard in front of the child mm-hmm. and if you want to make that conversation if you want him or her to be part of that conversation make sure that you don't lose your calm your partner doesn't lose the, his or her calm and you guys are on the same page when you're talking in front of a child 
so yeah this is very 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 important because this is really uh, very you know it plays a great role when it comes to their own relationships in the future yes. it's, it's like a foundation mm-hmm. that our relationship sets a foundation for their relationship and their beliefs around the relationship yes because our relationship is the first relationship they ever see yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then of course if you are in joint family so there will be grandparents chacha chachi mama mami so their relationship is something you cannot probably control exactly. but you can yeah. in that situation you can control how much exposure your child is getting to their relationship so if in such scenarios maybe take your child out for a walk maybe you know just take him inside or play with them a little bit when some situation like that is happening in the house and the family so mm-hmm. that their beliefs are not messed up and their beliefs mm-hmm. you know are a uh, better and more wholesome yeah awesome and also now since we know what to not talk in front of children what kind of beliefs we should not let you know instill in them so what are the kind of beliefs how to introduce the better beliefs to children when talking about introducing better beliefs it would you know if you don't talk uh, or if you avoid uh, the beliefs that shouldn't be instilled automatically better kind of beliefs will go into your child's subconscious because uh, <clears throat> say for example when you're saying that you know what uh, you are abundant you are creator of your life and uh, you have the power to change when a child fails an exam you have the option to you know do it better and you don't have to compare yourself with anyone so all of these automatically are giving your child a better belief system hmm. which is happening like in the background but if you want to actively do it then uh, you can introduce them to a lot of different things like say early on meditation early on affirmations and uh, do activities with them which would boost their self confidence which would you know uh, make them understand that okay things are possible everything is possible give your child the freedom to choose and don't choose for them that is how you make your child more uh, responsible and it can start with a very simple act you know every day when you're putting out clothes for your child just yeah. ask which one do you want to wear right it starts like from as simple as that and then a positive body image or positive self confidence you could do something like you know every day maybe your child goes in front of the mirror and says something good about themselves that is a very nice. beautiful it's a mirror technique which is a lot more in depth but for child you don't need to go so much in depth what you can do is simply is maybe ask a child every day to stand in front of the mirror and just talk about themselves positively what do they like about themselves maybe their hair maybe their eyes maybe they like that they're standing with their mama or dada or anything like that right so these things will uh, what will happen is when your child looks in the mirror and sees themselves hmm. and they talk to them and they basically they're they're projecting these positive conversations onto them because they're seeing themselves in the mirror and so this is the positive self talk that you're inducing in your child conscious it's a very beautiful and very powerful yeah that is so beautiful i mean so simple yet so impactful right it, it works really well yeah that is something i think i will start right away <laughs> with my child <laughs> let me know later <laughs> on instagram <laughs> out no she goes in front of the mirror and she says i'm the queen <laughs> That's that's amazing. See, you yeah. know, if you see your child and if you listen to their conversations, you will realize they are abundant. Yeah. They don't know any limitations. They feel themselves as the emperors and queens and kings of the world. Yeah. We who will transform them into feeling small about themselves over the years and the society and the conditioning. So if we let our children flourish the way they are right now, I am king and I am queen and I am, you know, I want everything. That's how they will that's be. That's how they will end up, right? Yeah. yeah. 
have you noticed like you know one very funny and silly thing i i realized with my own baby and it happens with every mom right mm-hmm. See, when kids are born even if they are like under 2 years and you're feeding them if you're you know feeding them uh, regularly in the morning and the night whenever they get up say at 3 o'clock in the night at 4 o'clock in the morning they never think that oh my mom is maybe you know uh, uh tired and she worked Deep a lot so let her yeah. sleep and you know no they're like what the hell world is here to serve me so <laughs> that is the kind of abundance they have and that is the kind of uh, you know self confidence they have ever since like inside <laughs> they never apologize for they never oh, yeah. apologetic for you know demanding what there what's theirs and creating and getting things in life it's we who tell it's bad it's wrong like all of these notions and conditioning not just we like the society as a whole mm. we put it into our size mind <laughs> It's like the whole house is supposed to serve her, you know that kind. Yeah, that they are oh that God, abundant and that like in power. <laughs> so, um, so nowadays it's like you know we give so much importance to practices like gratitude journaling, affirmations, and meditation, right? So these are some things that I have started very recently, like you know, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you're part of it. <laughs> Yes and that has really made me do meditation so uh, regularly and it feels so good when i do meditation and it feels a bit crappy when i don't so i make sure that i do it so but i feel that if we are able to instill such practices as habits in children at a very young age then it would really help them enormously right so how do you suggest that uh, we should how to inculcate this habit in children okay so for a very young child who is like learning to speak and stuff say for example my baby he's still learning he's two and a half like he can't form full sentences and stuff but mm-hmm. what uh what i do is sometimes you know uh when uh, every time he takes a bath we just make sure that he folds his hand and he just uh do does a j you know jj in front of uh temple god sky whatever you are comfortable with mm-hmm. that is one small thing or uh, now he is way too young but i'm like i'll tell you when kids start talking someone who is above 3 3 and a half years of age and uh, so on and so forth uh, for such young children as mine and uh, lesser than that be very sure of what you're talking around the children even if they cannot speak back they can understand mm-hmm. that is one thing for these young such young children and be very careful of the actions and the gestures that you're doing around the children but now once your child starts talking and is comfortable and is going to school and stuff mm-hmm. what you can do is uh, you know uh, so for instilling gratitude for example every morning or every night as a family you could make a routine that you know let's let's be let's talk you know what were we thankful for today one thing one sentence you don't have to write and journal all the time it can be as simple as that or the kid can draw uh, how are you feeling today happy sad and then you can assess their feelings you can talk up talk to them okay why are you feeling a little sad today what mm. happened you know talk talk around that and if ch- child is feeling sad maybe shift their mindset and change it and bring it to the fact that hey you know what we are healthy we are happy see we are playing now so that is how you instill gratitude and feeling of appreciation from very um, young age just something i want to ask you here like we should also let our children know that it's okay to feel sad it's okay to feel mm-hmm. angry and maybe we should just you know um kind of ask them and talk it out and yes. make them realize that okay this has happened now what can we do about it 
so yes. that way they will feel that you know they can express any kind of emotion in front of us right yes so when 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 we talk about assessing their uh, emotions that is where it will come so okay why were you feeling sad what happened and it's okay you know all of that talk will happen there mm-hmm. so now uh, they are sad and they have felt that emotion they have because you'd never bottle the emotion and you never you know keep it inside it's really really bad you should never never bottle up the emotion and keep it inside always always let it flow and especially when i mean young boys right don't cry like a girl and stuff like that it, it should oh, yes. never happen that so is damaging these, yeah so all of these things are like something which you are a lot aware now as parents i feel in society and this is something which we understand a lot more than we than our parents or grandparents used to understand now once your child has felt all of these emotions and you know has maybe been in that state for say minutes hours and whatever i don't think they ch- children hold on to the emotion for days it no, will maximum like be snap right yeah it will maximum be for few minutes to hours after yeah. that how do you shift them back into the feeling of higher emotion or shift them back into the feeling of not even higher emotion but gratitude hmm. so once they are sad cried and everything now how do you make them feel gratitude for what they have in life or how they are experiencing or what they are doing right now say you uh, just tell them you know what we are going to play now see we had such a good conversation so aren't you happy about that you know that is where you shift the whatever was happening into a better feeling uh, thought or a gratitude per se so that mm-hmm. they when you do this you know what will happen even in future that even if they are having the shittiest day and they are going through a lot of emotions they will let it all out they will cry it out they will feel the emotion but after that they will slowly learn to know how to shift their own emotions and then go on and do other things in life and then you know basically deal with their emotions and be grateful for the life they have even in the shittiest uh, time possible mm-hmm. that is what will happen when you shift it in this way so that is one thing you know uh, doing gratitude this way maybe together as a family in the night or in the morning and then uh, if you want to do affirmations so kids won't understand a lot about affirmations but uh, you can just help them write something like how your daughter says that i am a queen that mm-hmm. is a beautiful affirmation i'm a queen and i'm always uh, you know uh, grateful and i'm i'm a queen that i'm you know i i love playing and i'm uh, happy and stuff stuff like that mm-hmm. so she can just talk about these things uh, in the mirror that is one way of doing affirmations or you can make it a practice with her mm-hmm. you know that uh, tell me what do you think about yourself today something like that so they can practice affirmations probably uh, as we do younger kids but once your kids child is probably you know in teens or uh, around 8 to 9 years of age it will be really good if they start doing affirmations they can do it i'm uh, pretty sure because uh, a client of mine uh, tried it with uh, you know her child and it worked mm-hmm. out pretty well so they they can definitely do it so and what is the right can, age to start by affirmations yeah so you can start with like how your cho- uh, daughter is already doing it right she's at like, about 3 she's, three and a half yeah she's 3 now yeah so she's doing it in the in mirror right so for young kids you can always do it in front of mirror to stand with them in front of the mirror and like okay tell me something good about yourself so mm-hmm. you know look in the mirror and tell me something good about yourself that is affirmation what is affirmation affirmation is just this the positive uh, statements right and a lot of times it's something that we want to manifest in life but for them it's too young for them too young to understand that concept but they can always affirm self confidence happiness uh, self belief queen king and all of these things right so they can start that way 
and when they are a little older say their exams are coming and stuff or they want to uh, they want to appear for a race and stuff like that so that time you can uh, slowly uh, start uh, talking to them about affirmations and creating affirmations about what they want to create in life that is like a whole different thing mm-hmm. but they are probably too young right now <laughs> for mm-hmm. that so yeah that can be done uh, around 10 12 years of age and that would be great but yeah they need a lot more understanding of life creation manifestation and you know uh, affirmations Uh, on a deeper level for that but even in that age the the normal affirmations which i just spoke about they can always always do which will be very very helpful and the affirmations are supposed to be done in like the present tense right like i am this affirmations will be done that way especially for kids i am affirmations will work wonderfully well and they can also do that uh i'm so happy now that i have so and so or i'm so happy now that you know i'm uh, working on uh, that i'm meditating daily that i'm uh, working on uh, you know uh, maybe they want to learn an instrument or something so i am mm. so happy now that i have started my piano classes and so it just you know instills that okay now that they have done this they're happy or they so and so emotion or i am affirmations are always always you know very good to have mm. and uh, how do these habits actually like meditation affirmations so how do these help in shaping their personality the relationship with others like success in life and what kind of impact does it have on their life so meditation to is known to like uh, you know calm the mind and it it is very well like there are tons and tons of studies around meditation now uh, because people have been more accepting <laughs> about meditation even though like indian uh, is basically indian uh, culture especially the older people and you know uh, indian vedas everything is like it's everyone everywhere it's written and everywhere it's been spoken about meditation but we were never so accepting as much as we are now because after the all the uh, research and everything but yeah uh, what meditation basically does is meditation helps you you know your creative and your analytical mind to work in flow together it improves now i'll not use the neuroscience terms but mm-hmm. yeah, it basically improves the flow of thoughts ideas creativity and at the same time it makes you calm it helps you prepare yourself for the day for the life it helps you be more mindful basically brings more presence into your life mm-hmm. and you uh, stop being victim to the past and the future all the time so mm-hmm. imagine we struggle so much in our adulthood and all of us in in the world because we are either living in the past or living in the future now if our kids understood the importance of being mindfully present from the very young age the kind of difference they see in their life right mm-hmm. it's a very powerful tool meditation too is very very powerful again same goes for affirmations gratitude as well again around gratitude also there have been so many researches so many things now i am a very very spiritual person and i am also scientifically inclined but even if you don't have faith just read you know studies about uh, gratitude and uh, affirmations meditation i have a lot of faith so mm-hmm. i also believe in it otherwise and uh, the you know research shows and uh, the scientific studies show that even with gratitude people who have depression anxiety they can slowly come out of it with just practicing gratitude and meditation and things like this so it's a very 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 powerful tool uh again uh if we move to affirmations now all of these things what happens is you no know, in our mind 
in our brain the neural pathways the neurons our brains have neurons right the neurons are formed in a certain way they are they form certain patterns now when you practice affirmations gratitude and all of these beautiful things they start removing the old patterns the old negative beliefs conditionings they go away and new neural pathways are formed which start which makes you believe that everything is possible which makes you believe that you are more uh, confident because our mind it doesn't know the difference between the reality and what's not real so when you say affirmations when you say things you know mm-hmm. i'm confident i'm uh, super happy even if you may not be confident your mind will start uh, forming neural pathways in a way that you will start imbibing those qualities of self confidence over time so that's it's it's very yeah. powerful that's the thing yes the neural connection neural <laughs> pathways they they form and it it can lead to you it can basically make you whole different human being if you just you know are uh, consistent enough and if you just give it your uh, make it your mission to work on yourself basically yeah. so yeah that's like such a powerful tool you have in your hand right it is <laughs> so um now as a parent how do i make sure that it is applied in daily life and that it is actionable i mean what are the actionable steps that my child should take on a daily basis to you know keep their energy high and to keep this like once you uh, start doing it like for example 21 days is the thing right it becomes a habit mm-hmm. so what is that that they should do on a daily basis Okay, so uh, definitely start with the mirror exercise, which you can do. Other than that, you will have to see your lifestyle, mm. as in how and where you can fit in these small, small activities. Make it, make it fun, gamify it, because a child will not actually sit and do it like an adult. You have to make it fun for them, and yeah. you have to make it interesting for them. So if I were to, you know, uh, probably next year when I start uh, making my baby. Uh, talk about affirmations and stuff what i would do is say when we are having our food so maybe before food we'll quickly be like okay tell me one good thing about yourself tell me what are you grateful for today one one thing and then you start mm-hmm. having your food or when you are say going um, out to play and you know when kids play they play like wholeheartedly right even there or if you're just going out maybe just now this is something which will instill presence in your child the importance of being in the present moment you can ask them to notice 10 different things in the playground 10 different things which are happening hmm. and uh, you know even in your room just play a game with them tell me 10 things which are small and you know which you can spot because when you are spotting those 10 things with a child you will also be present hmm. and not thinking about the past and the future and the lunch and the dinner and the hmm. child will also be present in the moment so these, these are these are like very very small things you don't have to like invest a lot in it or anything you just have to yourself be consciously aware as mm-hmm. to how you can inculcate these habits in day to day life mm-hmm. before sleeping you could again have similar conversations right that oh, okay you know what uh, so my baby's name is varenya so you know what varenya now what we'll do is we'll do, we'll talk we'll appreciate five things about each other so mm-hmm. even that is something which will help your child appreciate others right so you yeah. appreciate five things you know what i love that you are so and so i love that you love me you're such a beautiful amazing boy and then he could say something like mama i love that you made this thing for me for breakfast mm. like anything any nice one this particular activity i think is so good because not only do they see the good things in themselves and appreciate the appreciate the other person for yeah. you know doing everything for them and appreciating yeah. like that's a great thing to start appreciating people right you can you can do it with your uh, with your 
family like you your husband your baby sometimes i also recommend this to my <laughs> clients to do it with their partner as well because over time what happens is like we stop appreciating our partners right mm. like it's like chalo, hai, haan, husband wife it's it's very second nature you don't really stop and consciously do it so even just try it with your partner and you'll see so much difference you'll end up either laughing or uh, having fun uh, being teary eyed and overwhelmed like a lot of emotions will come up because when mm. was the last time that you actually stopped and appreciated him or her for something right so yeah. if even if you make like you make it like a daily routine or at least three to four times in a week hmm. it will create a lot of difference in the terms of family bonding in the terms of how you see each other in the terms of how grateful you are for each other's presence and life and of course as a beautiful side effect your child will learn a lot from it it's so beautiful i love this <laughs> and um, uh, any night routine particularly um, a journaling for older kids yeah or a gratitude journal that you have to keep so i tell you something uh, if you like don't enforce don't force it on your child see what your child uh, likes and how they are flowing in life so for some kids they might love drawing for some kids they might love writing some kids they might love taking a fake mic and singing so whatever it is so every night you can inculcate these practices as a part of what they love doing because that will work best if you force them to write then there's no point of doing it. so never never force them you have to sit and write five poems yeah. five no that is that will be like a punishment for them yeah and they will yeah. start growing away from it yeah. so best thing would be if say uh, my child loves to you know just say a uh, night uh, loves to listen to stories for example my baby right now mm-hmm. he loves listening to stories at night so what i do is uh, if i'm teaching him numbers or if you know like he knows numbers and stuff so if i'm telling a story i uh, i obviously make my own story mm-hmm. and <laughs> i incorporate all the numbers like 0 to 10 in the story somehow mm-hmm. or the other and mm-hmm. it's so beautiful to see that even if i told that story once he remembers it like 10 days later. that as well not the exact uh, but he like mama zero went to the jungle and car went to woo woo like he remember uh, everything so instead of making a boy go to the jungle i'd like there was a boy named zero and he you know stuff like uh, that same way when you're talking about gratitude you can also inculcate that in the story itself that you know what there was this boy and he, he was very grateful whatever language you use at home but yeah uh, he's very grateful for you know this 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 what are you grateful for let's hear and you know stuff like that that is one way through stories then another way is through uh, writing if if they are into writing if they want to write or just a quick good night to themselves in the mirror and say good thing about themselves like small small things here and there now if a child is older and you know maybe in the teens of course in teens there's a lot of hormonal changes that happen and kids are a little bit more wild and you know they want to do things a different way so you know appreciate that and please please acknowledge that change don't force them in that time like uh, we all remember how teen can be right so don't force them values like you just yeah. want to do the exact opposite yeah, all the time so be more be more accommodating and calm and patient with them and during that time it's even more so important that somehow in small fragments that they do these things and the best thing the best thing to inculcate any of these habits in your child is to do them yourself if you are doing it if your family someone in your family is doing it and they see that you're doing it they will automatically start understanding being curious about it and trying to understand what you're doing and why you're doing okay so when they ask especially older kids why why do you keep writing journal ma what's the importance of it then you can 
sit and tell them that hey this is important if you make them forcibly say listen i want to tell you what's the importance of journaling it's going to go very different way <laughs> rather than if you're actually doing it and they get curious and they ask you know uh, using that idea in their life and they'll be very very accommodating of that so yeah you'll have to figure out ways for different age groups as to how you can make it a part of their uh, growing up naturally and that would work the best yeah that's amazing <laughs> i mean you're giving it like you know such practical tips and i think it's a great way to take action everyone who's listening just do it with your child and you can really see and thank khushi later <laughs> No, that seriously that happens. You know, even uh, even say you are part of live in abundance, right? So even mm. when parents do that, a lot of parents are part of live in abundance. So when you are doing it, when they are doing it, they automatically. I get so many DMs on Instagram. You know what? I tried this with my child and this with my child. So when you are already part of something or when you are already doing these things, it becomes second nature to you, and then you know the importance, and then you make sure that it becomes part of your child's routine and child's life as well. So it's very important that. you start with <laughs> yeah so actually if you are doing it then it's more likely that your child is also going to do it otherwise it's just like we are preaching something we don't do it you're not walking the talk <laughs> yeah <laughs> so this episode has been like an eye opener in many ways and i'm sure that our listeners would have found immense value in it so thanks a ton kushi for explaining it so beautifully to all of us So guys if you think that this was great info then let me tell you this is just the tip of the iceberg there is a lot more that khushi has to offer through her numerous life changing courses i have taken up live in abundance course that khushi has and it has really really impacted a great deal and i'm super happy about it and i'm sure that you would love it too you can check out her website themindfulabundance.com and you can also follow her on instagram her handle is khushi patak mishra thank you so so much khushi for your valuable time and knowledge it was a pleasure having you thank you so much apurva i loved having conversation <laughs> and i loved how how it flowed from one topic to another it was really really amazing talking to you same you and i really got so many things like in my brain today that i'm just going to start doing with my kid and in a way that she will like it in she loves drawings so maybe i can do something like that like you yeah. have so many ideas that i'm just waiting to do it now <laughs> awesome thank you so much for having me thank you thank you again Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. New episode will be released bi-weekly on Thursdays. Don't forget to subscribe or follow my podcast on the platform that you are currently listening to. You can also get in touch with me on Instagram. My handle is Mommy Hughes. Until next time, stay tuned and much love, Apurva. Apurva.